Hey, this is Taylor Strickland. I'm one of the pastors here at Second Baptist Church West Campus, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope this message teaches you, inspires you, and strengthens your faith. To learn more about our Second Students ministry, check us out on Facebook or Instagram. Just search Second Students West. Enjoy the message. Yes, I know God. Yes, I believe in him, but I'm just at a place where 
I don't feel connected to him. I don't feel fully alive in him. And so God asked Ezekiel, can these bones, can they live? Can something so dead and so dry, can it come to life? And Ezekiel says, God, you know the answer to that. And so God tells Ezekiel to, to prophesy to the bones. He says, which prophesy means to speak the word of the Lord. And so anytime you hear that in this passage, he's saying, tell them what I have to say. And so he tells them to hear the word of the Lord first. And then that he is going to put skin and sinews on them and breathe life into them. And that they will come alive again. So picking up in verse 7. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a sound, and behold, a rattling. And the bones came together, bone to its bone. And I looked, and behold, there were sinews on them. And flesh had come upon them, and skin had covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood on their feet, an exceedingly great army. And so Ezekiel does exactly as God commands. He heard what the Lord was saying, he listened, and he followed through with it. He told the dry bones, which represented the defeated people of Israel, the people that had been put into exile, and they were dead, and they were dry, and they were just slain and defeated. And he says to them, I know that you're going through this valley. I know that you feel defeated. But God is saying to rise up. He's saying to rise up as an army for the Lord. So flesh starts forming on them. Um, sinews start forming, which is super cool. I learned that it means it's, um, it connects the muscle to the bone, and it's a super tough tissue. It strengthens, and um, it can be put through a lot of tension, which is really cool in this passage, and just so cool that the Lord would work that in there. Um, to make this point, how strong and how able he is to connect all of these things back together. Mm. So just think about that. So now they're covered in flesh and skin. Their bones all come back together. And he says, but there's still more. Because mm. there's a difference in being alive and having flesh and skin on you, but not really fully being alive. I mean, even dead people have skin and flesh. So there's a difference. It's him in us that makes the difference. He says, now, this has happened, but now I want you to prophesy my breath, my spirit. It's time for them to fully come alive. It's time for the spiritually dead to come alive. And so God breathes into them, and they stand. So, right, we're in the middle, and all of these bones are coming together. You see flesh, you see skin, you see all this stuff forming, and they just start rising up. I mean, just picture that. How insane is that? Mm. It just... It, it, it's just crazy to even imagine something like that happening. And it just looks like an, a huge army. And that's so cool because if you think about it, we are the Lord's army. And he says, rise up. It's time to come alive. I've put my breath in you. Let's rise up and be that army for my kingdom that I've called you to be. We are his army and we are powerful with him and able to overcome anything with him. And to live abundantly because we have his breath in us, the Holy Spirit. Hmm. Verse 11. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried up and our hope is lost. We are indeed cut off. Therefore, prophesy and say to them, 
Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will open your graves and raise you from your graves, O my people, and I will bring you into the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and raise you from your graves, O my people, and I will put my spirit within you, and you shall live. And I will place you in your own land. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. I have spoken and I will do it, declares the Lord. So you may feel like the Israelites, you may feel defeated and dried up, slain and just in an unfamiliar place like there's no hope. And each of us has been in a valley like that before, or maybe you're in a valley like that right now. So what is your valley? Is it a family situation that you're going through? Is it something with your friends, a sickness? Maybe you just feel hopeless or anxious or depressed or alone, like you have no one. But God promises. He promises that restoration is coming. He says the promised land is in sight, but first, like he told Ezekiel, they need to hear me, and then they need to receive the breath that I'm putting in them. And what's so crazy is that he says, I'm going to put you back in your land. I'm going to put you back in Israel. And eventually, um, the Israelites were released from exile, and they were free to go back to their home. But the crazy thing is, is that so many of them chose to stay in exile because they were comfortable there. They had made their home there. They had settled there. They opened businesses. It, it wasn't torture there. They, they had some freedom, but they had become very comfortable in their exile. Opened businesses, started families, grew communities. They were, they were complacent. And so their homeland, their promised land, it was in sight. And the Lord had promised that he was going to put them back there, but they, they were good. They were comfortable. And it just wasn't the easy thing. The easy thing for them to do was to remain in exile. So that's what they did. And that's where the enemy wants to keep us. He wants to keep us in that valley of hopelessness and despair and leave us feeling defeated. John 10.10 10 says, The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. Yeah. But I have come that you may have life and have it abundantly. Yeah. Not just flesh and bones and skin, but that you may have my breath and that you may have life abundantly. That you would be fully alive. And so God is in the valley. He set Ezekiel down in the valley, in the middle of it all, to show him, I am with you. Pause, take a moment, look at where you are, see where you are, but see that there's restoration. And he said, you can't stay here. You can't stay dried up. You can't stay defeated. You can't stay hopeless. He raises them up. He raises me up. He raises you up. He raises everybody up out of that valley, an army for him. So what's in the way of you hearing his voice? What's in the way of you listening to him? What's in the way of you receiving that spirit, that breath that he wants to put inside of you? And the cool thing is, is that Jesus has been through this too. He was dead. He was persecuted for our sins. He was hung on that cross, died, lifeless. There was so much hopelessness in the world during that time. But three days later, as we just celebrated a few weeks ago, he rose again and defeated death. God restored him back to life, and he wants to do the same thing for every single one of us. So receiving that breath of God, receiving the Holy Spirit is saying, I believe it, I receive it, I'm ready to live it. Bring me back to life in you. And I've been there, y'all. There was a time in my life where I was just hopeless and dead in my sin and a walking zombie, knowing that God is real, believing in him, but not living like it, choosing to live in my self-pity, choosing to live in defeat, and just be alive, but not truly living in him. But then there was a time that he 
he made me realize that he is for me and he is for you mm. and he's given me life and life abundant and it was mine if I wanted to receive it. And it can be yours too if you want it. And so that's when my life changed and I just started living it and, and God put me on a different path. I mean, there's no telling where I would have ended up, what I would be doing right now, but he turned my life around and he gave me that abundant life, that joy that I had never known before. He brought my dry bones back to life, and that's what he wants to do for every single one of you. And so are you feeling dry? Are you feeling like you're just walking through life like a zombie or a skeleton and not fully living the life he's called you to? He wants you to know that he's with you in the valley. He's with you in the unknown and the hopelessness and in the despair, and he's ready to give you that life, the relationship with him, the joy of him inside of you that he came to give us. So seek his face, read his word, pray, be around the people that encourage you and uplift you and inspire you. We need to receive it, believe it, and live it because that is the life that he's called us to.